Hi, back here on the Bluegrass Blitz, Sean Hammond leading things off today. It's uh, it's me and Derek Aaron. Derek, we've got a, a sick child on our hands. Zach's not feeling well today, so uh, me and you are holding down the fort. Yeah, we'll try to do our best. Of course, uh, Zach, an excellent job uh, leading the way uh, most times with this podcast, but uh, we'll try to step in and fill in, uh, at least uh, try to uh, bring you what we can in uh, the world of Kentucky uh, sports and, and other things we get to. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a fun few days if you're a Kentucky fan and a Cincinnati Bengals fan. You know, Kentucky oh, yeah. on the road on Saturday in uh, Kansas. I'm going to be honest, Derek, I didn't give them much of a chance. And not only did they win, but they crushed Kansas. Beat them by, uh, the, you know, the final score was 80-62, to 62, but it really felt like 25-30. to 30. Sean, you know, Kentucky, a lot of times it seemed in the past several years, uh, you know, you'd be watching a big game and you'd be on pins and needles the entire time. You know, it's a close matchup all the way down to the final few minutes. But this one, you know, you could sit back comfortably and watch and not really <laughs> stress over it. And rarely does that happen, it seemed, at least here the last several years, sit down in especially a big game against a top five team like Kansas was at the time to sit and watch uh, peacefully and, uh, you know, just take it all in. Absolutely. You know, um, Kentucky, Derek's not really had that big win against a top top 10, top five team. I, it felt like it'd been a while, and it was nice to just yeah. get a, a good crushing win. I know Kansas, uh, maybe not as good as they have been in years past, but it's still Kansas, and, and they are, I, I think uh, Fall Gallon is probably the best home environment in college basketball. Love her up. But uh, Kansas is just another animal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, despite what, the, you know, the experts say, and it's not your your typical Kansas team, they were still ranked number five in the country. They had lost two ball games, So, uh, obviously, they were still a quality ball club that Kentucky went in there and knocked off, as you said, on their home floor. Uh, and what many people say is the most dangerous and, the uh, you know, arena there in college basketball and the, the way that uh, the fans all interact and everything, uh, the whole atmosphere there at Fog Allen. It was just – an unbelievable performance by uh, Kentucky, and several players stepped up. I know Keon Brooks had a, a massive performance in that one, 27 points. He was the SEC Player of the Week. You know, that's something that uh, we don't see a whole lot of out of Keon, but, man, he had it work in that game. Yeah, so it was a heck of a game for Keon. Good, so happy for him. You know, um, he's been here, uh, I think his, what, Derek, his freshman year, was uh, the 2019-20 the season. Of course, that got stopped COVID in that abysmal season last year. And then, you know, this year he, he's really picked it up. So it was a, good to get that win on the road at Kansas. And then you turn the page last night, back at home against Vandy. Uh, you know, Kentucky got up by, I think, as many as 16. And, and then it just kind of got ugly from there. Not that I thought Kentucky was going to lose or – not that they necessarily played terrible there, because Vandy was really physical and just kind of uh, made it ugly. That, that game was r- kind of rough to watch. Yeah, it really was. You know, they had a game plan, I think, to go right at Oscar uh, down low early on with their, you know, their big man and uh, try to get Oscar in some foul trouble. And, you know, for the majority of the game, he was kind of out of his flow, at least offensively. I think he finished with 11 points, uh, did have 17 rebounds. Uh, and, you know, everybody's talking about when 17 rebounds is you're off night, you're doing pretty <laughs> well. So, obviously, uh, that was a, a tall task for Vanderbilt last night. But, you know, i got to give props to, to at least Scottie Pippen Jr. 
guy knows how to score the basketball. That's that one thing good. he really is, you know. And at one point there was, uh, you know, some rumblings that a transfer may be on the, the table of him maybe coming to Kentucky. I know in the past he's mentioned Kentucky was one of his dream schools to, to play for. Man, just imagine him on this team. But I know we got a lot of guards, but <laughs> he really can uh, score. I would definitely take him, especially with his scoring ability. And, uh, you know, I'm – like, like you said, Oscar, he kind of had an off game, but, you know, 11 points, 17 rebounds. Uh, that that ponytail kid, he, he really was physical with Oscar. <laughs> and I worry if maybe that's a recipe some teams could use to uh, kind of maybe uh, counteract Oscar's uh, rebounding ability because there was a lot of balls he dropped last night. Yeah, and, you know, the length, the the height of, of players does seem to give Oscar some trouble down low, you know, when he's playing a you – know, a, a, 6'10", 7-foot player, you know, with a long uh, wingspan. Obviously, that, that gives Oscar some uh, issues, uh, or up to this point anyway, it seems. But uh, all in all, you know, Kentucky comes out, gets the victory. Uh, I think Keon ended up with another 20-point performance last night. He struggled in the first half, found his shot in the in the second half. Uh, one thing that is a little concerning, obviously, Ty Ty Washington still – I don't know if he's back to 100% from uh, from that injury. At least uh, stat line doesn't appear that way. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, coupled with, you know, maybe not being 100%, trying to get back into a rhythm. You know, he only had seven points last night, uh, three of seven shooting. I think that one of, the, one of the things, though, it's just good to have him out there because the defense has to yeah. stay on him. Uh, Kellen Grady had 12 points, four threes. Still wish he'd shoot more. Yeah, all of those came in the first half, I believe, Sean. Yeah, yeah, he didn't score in the yep. second half. I did not realize that. You know, uh, Mintz had a really good game. He finished with 21 points. Yeah, he stepped up big. Yeah, I, I'm so happy for that kid. You know, he was here last year, and uh, we we try not to think about last year. Nine and sixteen. Didn't get to have that Kentucky experience, and he's finally getting that this year, so I'm really happy for him. Yeah, earlier today we were talking, you know, before doing the podcast, Sean, uh, Davion Mintz actually was in the same class that came out when Jamal Murray committed to Kentucky. So that's been a while when you yeah. think back. So, you know, that guy, he, he spent some years at Creighton, obviously, and then uh, transferred uh, here, had some injuries that he's dealt with. So it's good to see him, you know, having a good game uh, there against Vanderbilt in a game where obviously we needed him to step up because yeah. it got ugly. Yeah, and, uh, you know, to, it kind of shows me the kind of heart he has. He, he was a starter last year, really. Uh, he kind of had to become our number one guy. Which oh, yeah, by the probably, end of the year, he was the best player on the yeah, team. Yeah, and that was kind of the issue. No offense to him, but that, yeah. that was the problem last year. And, you know, back this year, he's coming off the bench. But he plays that role so well, and I'm just so happy for him. But uh, now we turn the page to uh, Alabama, Kentucky, traveling down to Tuscaloosa this Saturday for a 6 o'clock tip-off against Alabama. Derek, Alabama is like the weirdest team that I've ever seen. They've got wins <laughs> over Gonzaga, Houston, Tennessee, LSU. They beat Baylor. But then you see, you look at their losses. that They got beat by Iona, Memphis, who stinks, Missouri, Mississippi State, Georgia. They got the weirdest schedule I've ever seen. Yeah, it's all about which uh, Alabama team shows up on Saturday. Is it the one who can the knock off the Goliath, or 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 what are you going to get? So you know, it's just uh, the unknown. They play very little to no defense. It appears yeah, you know they uh, shoot a lot of threes. Auburn put a hundred up on them uh, the other night, and that game didn't go to overtime. It was a hundred to eighty-one. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, just. It's untelling which Alabama team is going to show up there on Saturday. Uh, but, 
you know, Kentucky's got to be ready for whichever team decides to show up. Uh, I know that uh, uh, going down there, it's a tough place to play, a tough environment. We've had some success in the past, but we've also dropped some games down there, and it's all about who shows up to play. Yeah, it's going to be, a, you know, that, that that style that Alabama plays, it's, you know, if they're not hitting their threes, they're in trouble, and they don't really have a big man presence. So one would think that Oscar's going to hopefully have a big game down there. But, you know, I mean, it's Kentucky. It's on the road, Derek. I'm sure Alabama will probably hit everything. So yeah. it's going to be a track meet Saturday. I'm sure they will. And, you know, Nate Oates, he's a good villain. You know, he's one of those. He's he's easy to dislike if he's not your head coach. Uh, he seems to have you know just that aura about him that uh, maybe I th- a little better than you or something. At least from the outside looking in, uh, I think another coach that comes off that way is Will Wade. I you know Ugh. just <laughs> he, he looks like an unpleasant person. He just looks like a. a- Maybe a, a scummy guy, but somebody who's just a dirty player. That's right. That's right. So, you know, with Nate Oates, you know, he, he has that villain mentality. Uh, I'm sure he enjoys that, embraces it. Uh, and I know he's kind of uh, poked Cal in the past with some uh, some comments and things that he said uh, about the Kentucky program. So it should be a good game on Saturday. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of villain, Derek, kind of switch over. I, I don't think we've taught – we've had a podcast since uh, – uh, the mess in Louisville. You know, Chris Mack is no longer the coach up there. Louisville is really struggling, Derek. You know, they've uh, had some turmoil. They're, uh, I think they're now 11 and 11 or 11 and 10. Yeah. Um, and now Chris Mack is no longer the head coach. So they have an interim coach for the rest of the season. Uh, trying to find somebody, Derek, that can lead that program. You know, it kind of seems like. Louisville may be at a crossroads right now. Yeah, and of course, early on you heard uh, after Mac was out that you know targeting maybe Bruce Pearl. Obviously, Pearl got the extension. Uh, I think you might have played that. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm sure he had that uh, well in mind whenever that uh, took place. But obviously, you're not going to get him now. Uh, where do you turn? Do you turn to Kenny Payne? Uh, bring it in sure somebody like that uh, you know has no head coaching experience in the collegiate ranks, uh, but man, uh, people around around this state, around Louisville, obviously know Kenny Payne. His time playing for the Cards, and uh, I mean, seems to be a, a genuine person that everybody uh, really likes. Uh, I don't know how the detractors will will feel about that, the ones that don't want him to get that position. But nonetheless, it's going to be interesting to follow. If it's not Kenny, obviously it's not Bruce Pearl, you know, where do you turn at that point? You know, I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this uh, this interim guy does. Um, His name is Mike – I think it's Peggs. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that name. but, you know, he's just trying to steer them for the rest of the season. Uh, the rumor was, Derek, that apparently Louisville wanted Kenny Payne and then maybe Dwayne Peavy as their AD. Of course, Louisville doesn't have an AD right now, and I, I don't think they still have a president. Yeah, a lot of big uh, shoes to <laughs> fill there in Louisville. It really is amazing to, to think that all three of those jobs are now open at one time. So you think ideally what they would want to do is get a president in place, mm-hmm. And then the president would then ultimately hire an athletic director. Yeah. And then at that point, you'd go after a coach. Now, how it's actually going to play out, who knows. But uh, ideally, I think that's how you'd want it to, to go. Yeah, and, you know, I think this is a pretty important hire. Personally, I was kind of shocked that Mac didn't work out there. Um, I thought he would do well. And really, it's not been good since he's, since he's been there, since he came over from Xavier. 
So I think it's a, a very important hire. Plus, you know, you still got these NCAA uh, infractions that could potentially be handed down. That's something that uh, any potential coaching candidate is probably going to be thinking about in the back of their mind, you know, what's it going to look like whenever I get here? How can I recruit? Of course, Kenny Payne, you know, I think he'd be good for recruiting. I was hoping it would be Bruce Pearl because – I feel like Bruce Pearl would be a surefire bet to do well there. And plus, Bruce is a really good villain. You know, him and Cal don't like each other. Yeah, going back to the days Memphis and Tennessee, yeah. you know, cross-state rivalry there that they had for a bit. Uh, it seems like, you know, since he's been at Auburn, you know, the, the rivalry or at least – uh, the back and forth between them hasn't been as bad. And, uh, you know, when you talk about Bruce Pearlie, actually has said some good things recently about uh, about Cal, about the Kentucky program. I know he, he spoke out and did a, a nice little tribute during a, a press conference to the late Joe B. Hall yeah. here when that happened. So, uh, you know, seeing him at Louisville would have been, uh, would have been different, would have been awkward. Uh, but, man, that would have really stoked the flames of the rivalry. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with uh, with Louisville and uh, certainly keep everybody up to date on that. You know, kind of coming back toward uh, Kentucky football, the eyes are kind of uh, focused on Liam Cohen Liam Cohen right now, Derek. Uh, the, uh, the Los Angeles Rams offensive coordinator, uh, Kevin O'Connell, it looks like he is going to become the next head coach for the Minnesota Vikings. Of course, the Rams are in the Super Bowl, so none of this is going to be official until after the Super Bowl. And uh, Liam Cohen actually came from the L.A. Rams uh, last year, and it looks like he may be the target for the uh, the next offensive coordinator position, which certainly has a lot of Kentucky fans concerned because you know Liam did a great job this first year and has done a really good job recruiting. Yeah, you've brought in a lot of talent. Obviously, just because the offense that is ran, they they saw what uh, Wandale Robinson was able to do last year, and uh, the uh, Will Levis and the receiving core that he had, and the numbers he was able to put up. So yeah, it's a big concern. Liam Cohen, if he leaves, where does that leave Kentucky football on the offensive side of things? Uh, you need, I think, to keep at least that style, Sean, uh, of offense yeah. because you've recruited. Uh, so well you've got some of these uh, young receivers that have committed and some that have signed that are going to be on the uh, the roster next season you know they were looking forward to playing in that uh, in that system uh, but you know with with Coem possibly you know if they do offer it to him I don't see how he turns that job down yeah you know it's um, you can't blame him it seems like he really wants to be an NFL coordinator or a head coach and a lot of folks said that, you know, maybe he's just coming to college for a short period of time to uh, get his toes back into the NFL. So, uh, you know, I, I trust Stoops to, to make a good hire should should that happen. Um, yeah, Liam's done such a good job. We've got so many wide receivers coming in, and that's definitely going to be something to watch. Had another coaching change for Kentucky. Uh, Eric Wolford, not the guy down here in Russell County. The, <laughs> no, no. He, he was in a, the O-line coach for Kentucky this past season. And uh, he is now going to be the uh, O-line coach down at Alabama. And, uh, Derek, it looks like that separation uh, maybe wasn't the the happiest. Yeah, things obviously didn't go well there, it seems. Uh, He takes that job at Alabama. Uh, Last I had heard, he had not even been back to Lexington. Didn't tell the Uh, players. He was actually, uh, Derek, he went down on a Friday to recruit a player, then interviewed with Alabama, Took the Alabama job and then went back to recruit that same player, but instead of recruiting them for Kentucky, he started to try to recruit them to Alabama. 
Makes you wonder how much stuff he had in Lexington if he's not able to go back yet. Once he got at his house, I mean, he? I, maybe he's just got enough money he can just leave his house and furniture. Yeah. I, I can't do that. No, absolutely <laughs> not. But yeah, apparently some bad blood there, and another you know spot to fill for uh, for Mark Stoops, uh, and you need somebody uh, in that position that you know understands the role, understands you know, Coach Schlarman and all the, the effort and the, the pride that he put into to building that offensive line unit. Uh, you need somebody to step in and make a commitment and, and be there. Uh, I know in today's world, you know, see, we talked about it, Liam Cohen possibly leaving. It's hard to have sustainability at the uh, the coaching ranks, especially at these position or offensive defensive coordinator positions. Yeah, it looks like right now uh, they are looking at this uh, this guy. He is the uh, O-line coach at uh, the San Francisco 49ers. His name is Zach Yenzer. It looks like he is uh, he's actually from Kentucky and uh, had worked under John Schlarman, so that would be a, a perfect hire right there. Of course, you know those guys in that offensive line room, John Schlarman was like their father, yeah. and and that that's one thing that kind of stinks about this whole Eric Wolford thing. Now you know there's always two sides to every story. Sure, you got one side, you got the other side, then you got the truth in the middle. So we probably will never know uh, what exactly happened on that. Yeah, but if you can target a you know an NFL assistant. You know, 49ers, they were, you know, a game away from making the Super Bowl themselves yeah. if they were able to pull that victory and uh, and get to the, the big game. But uh, nonetheless, it's going to be a, a position of need. They need to make a home run hire uh, on that front. Yep, and uh, speaking of the NFL, Derek, you know, we got to talk about it. The Cincinnati Bengals going back to the Super Bowl. Bengals, it's been a while. What, 1989? Is that I when believe. it was? Yeah. When have they won one? Did they win one in 89? No, the, uh, the 49ers. Uh, That's knocked, right. Uh, knocked Haven't the they Bengals played the Niners every time they've been in the Super Bowl? I Gosh, thought seems seen like I something. heard that. I definitely know in 89 they did. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting back in time a little bit at that point. Uh, so. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, this time around with the Bengals in the Super Bowl. But yeah, they've never won a Super Bowl, yeah. so they're looking for their first win. Um, Derek, I thought they kind of came out of nowhere, finished finished the season ten and seven. You know, you, you could see something brewing there, but you thought we'll make give them another year, maybe two years, and you know they'll really be a powerhouse. But they've gotten hot. Uh, this off season, they beat the Raiders. They upset the Titans. <laughs> I know Zach loved that. <laughs> and then the, they beat the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, uh, looking at it on paper, I'm like, well, the Rams, you know, they've got an easy one here in the Super Bowl yeah. playing the Bengals. But when you look at who the Bengals have knocked off, you know, they beat the one seed Titans. They knock out, uh, you know, Pat Mahomes in the, uh, in the Kansas the, City at Chiefs. Kansas City. Yeah, so it's just going to be a, a, a big game, I think. Joe Burrow, it's his first full season of course last year his rookie year uh, had a knee injury so he's kind of you know been able to play all the games this year and uh, man he has uh, performed I think outperformed what anyone would have thought I was seeing oh, something yeah. the other day that uh, a lot of people are comparing him at least early on to what they saw out of Tom Brady now I don't wow. know how that's gonna that's a lot to live up to there yeah <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but to play that well, to even you know be in that same sentence, you know obviously Burrow's doing some things yeah. good. Well, you know Tom Brady, you know he he went from not playing to he came in and immediately got into the Super Bowl and won. And that's a good transition, Derek, because we found out this week that Tom Brady is uh, going to be retiring. 
Yeah, I mean, when you look at all that he has accomplished, 22 years in the professional ranks, that is unheard of in today's – Especially in football. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, don't, I know he's got his detractors. He's got some – he's sitting back there all pretty, just tossing the, the pigskin around. But, you know, that takes that takes some effort, some training, a lot of uh, time in the, the film room, all the – uh, time dedicated to his craft just an unbelievable uh, professional and uh, in my opinion uh, probably the greatest football player of all time I, I don't think there's any doubt and I think if you did have any doubt that he was the that he was the greatest he leaves New England goes to Tampa Bay who was terrible and his first year wins a Super Bowl yeah. in Tampa Bay with a different team and this year when you look at his offensive numbers may have had the best year of his career <laughs> statistically, and then he hangs it up. I saw where he, uh, take a look at a lot of his uh, offensive stats that he had and he compiled, he performed better in his 40s than he did in his 20s. That's crazy. You know, I <laughs> He's just it, in his mid-40s now. I thought he was going to play until he was 50, you know, but I think there's something to be said. You know, you don't want to stick around too long. we kind of seen that happen with you know, Michael Jordan the second time he was around. Uh, the late Kobe Bryant started to see that he kind of flamed out. You know, yeah. Brett Favre, Peyton Manning. I felt like you know he won a Super Bowl, but te- well, technically, <laughs> Von Miller won. You know, Peyton was kind of uh, on his last legs. But you know, I think there's something to be said for Brady going out. You know, still at a playing at a high level. He still may win the NFL MVP. I think he should. <laughs> I think he should. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's going to be tough. You know, he retired. You know, Ben Roethlisberger's retired too. Uh, Big time quarterbacks. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of quarterbacks from you know, gosh, from the time that uh, I really was following football hardcore. You know, you got Drew Brees; he's gone now. Eli's retired. Uh, also, you mentioned uh, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Philip Rivers, also gone. So a lot of these names that you know a lot of people grew up with and and watching. It's a new generation yeah. now that Brady's gone. Yeah, you know, I, I I did not expect that he would retire. You know, he. <laughs> What was it? That, a ridiculous uh, comeback. Of course, Tampa Bay fell uh, to uh, the Rams. But, Derek, I think they were down 14 with like three or four minutes to go. Yeah. And you're like, all right, that finally going to happen. Brady's going to finally lose. Now, ended up losing, but he tied it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got them back into he the game. Battle back. You know, uh, Tampa Bay, they had some some injuries down the stretch. They had some key players miss, miss some time. Uh, so, I mean, still to be able to do what he did – uh, you know, in his final season, just un- unbelievable and remarkable stats. Yep. So, uh, you know, I think we're all going to be cheering for the Bengals. It's been a busy time here in the sports world in Kentucky, but uh, been a lot of fun. Uh, Derek, anything else to add before we get out? Well, Sean, are you a a Bengals fan? Uh, I guess just <laughs> generically, or or do you follow them hardcore? How how are you? You know, to be honest, I, I'm not the biggest NFL fan. Yeah. I love college football. Uh, yeah, I was a pretty big Coats fan whenever they had the Andrew Luck. I loved Andrew Luck. Um, but I, I loved Joe Burrow in college. I followed him in the NFL. So, I mean, I guess you could say I'm probably a fair-weather Bengals fan. Yeah. I, I'm happy for their fans. You know, they've you know, never had won a playoff game in so many years, and now they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it seems like I have a hard time finding a you know an NFL team to just say, oh, this is going to be my team and yeah. root for them. You know, there's several that I follow and, and enjoy watching, but you know, I, I just enjoy watching football in general. You know, no matter who's playing. Uh, but yeah, it's just hard to find a team uh, 
to to get behind at least for me uh and we were kind of close to three you know indianapolis uh cincinnati and then uh, nashville there with the tennessee titans so uh it's just interesting to see who people root for and that's kind of why i ask you that question yeah. well, we've got a lot of Bengals fans uh, around here in, oh yeah uh, in the state so and uh, like i said I'm, I'm happy for their fans because they've they've suffered a lot especially over the last few years yeah, they really have. Uh, I mean, just wanting to get into the playoffs, let yeah. alone you know even win a game. But you know they've got to the big one. Uh, they've knocked off some uh, some powerhouses in the process. So uh, you know, and you as I said, when you look at it on paper, looks like the Rams may have the upper hand. You know, they've got uh, you know L.A. It's going to be in their home stadium, obviously. Uh, so uh, it's going to be an uphill climb for Cincinnati. But uh, you know. I'm not going to doubt the Bengals. Hope they win it. Absolutely. Go Bengals and go Cats. Uh, Good luck to Kentucky uh, with the weekend against Alabama. We'll see you all next week.